a woman whose crimes became tied with brujería. She's now known as Honduras' first woman serial killer. Today we tell you the tale of Clotilde Grand Perez, also known as La Bruja Cleo. Listen with caution as this episode does contain mentions of sexual abuse, child abuse, and death. Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And this is another episode of A Spooky Tales. Today, we will be talking about brujas. Did you like my woo? (laughs) It was perfect. (laughs) But first, I do have a listener story. And if you have a story you want us to read on the podcast, please email us at spookytales at gmail.com. Or you can send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter, maybe. I don't think I have them on. I don't remember. Twitter, I'm not Twitter, Instagram or email are the best two. (laughs) Okay, so here it goes. I got a story from my uncle from Mexico. This happened in 2018. He doesn't smoke or drink, and he called my dad at 5 a.m. He was scared. My dad said he never heard him this worried and afraid. One night, he was in bed and his wife next to him and his kids across the room. He said he woke up and he was on the edge of the bed looking down. He heard the door open. Parentheses. These are big, heavy metal doors. He was scared and he kept looking down and all he saw was a black robe. And it was going towards the end of the bed. He didn't want to look, but in the corner of his eye, he swore he saw the blanket raise up a bit. And all he heard was an old lady voice say in Spanish, I'll give you anything you desire, but I want a life in return. My uncle didn't want to look and just yelled, no. He said the voice giggled and he saw the blink. Oh my God, this is terrifying. (sighs) Okay. He said the voice giggled and saw the blanket slowly go down. And he said the candle went out and he heard the door close. And that's when he woke up. Oh, sorry. And that's when he woke up his wife and kids, and they all left and called my dad at 5 a.m. Oh, there's a little bit more to this. Okay. Another sighting he saw was at his ranch. He said someone in all, in all black robe was walking along his backyard, and his goats, bulls, and chickens were all going crazy. As soon as he got his rifle, it was gone. This happened around 11 p.m., and it was two weeks after the first encounter. Wow. I would uh, say I would need new chonies if that happened to me. (laughs) Right? The audacity of this thing laughing too. Like, oh, let me just put this blanket back down. (laughs) That's That's so gross. I'd be like, hold on, family. Esperate, esperate. Antes de evacuar. Let me go use the bathroom yeah. real quick and get some new change of clothes. <laughs> let me grab some, yeah, before we all leave, let me grab a new change of underwear. <laughs> wow, that gives me chills. Okay, so uh, I have a true crime brujería story from Honduras. 
Should I go first? Do you want to go first? It's up to you. Mine is pretty short. It's that little short story that my grandma used to tell. Oh, yeah. Let's do that then. Let's have you go first. I'm ready. I didn't even read it. Oh, let me let me backtrack a little bit. So MJ sent me this story for our last Brujeria episode um, when I had Josh on. And she and you were at Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, so you weren't on that episode. And she was like, here's my story so you can read it because I'm not going to be there. And I was like, I'm going to try my best to sound like MJ for this. And then I didn't even open it. I like forgot it existed. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't read it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How funny. But yeah, and I was like, oh, wait, don't I have something? I was like, there was something about Brujas that we didn't cover because I wasn't there. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then I remembered. And I was like, you know what? I got I got a story, <laughs> um, which I also need to write down. There's a second story. My, my grandma has the best stories. OK, you guys, there's a second story that I need to write down. But this one spans like several years and maybe even decades. And I have to get like this huge story from my abuela. But also, before I begin, let me apologize. I have hay fever right now. My allergies are just insane. So sorry for this voice that you guys have to deal with right now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I took my allergy medication. Okay. It's just <laughs> sniffles and the watery, itchy eyes is just not going away. So I have an amazing story my great grandma used to tell all the time. This story takes place back in the 40s in Mexico. My great grandmother had a friend. They would always get together and stroll around town shopping, talking to boys, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Things that old school girlfriends would do. Th things they were allowed to do because back then it was like also like they weren't allowed to do much. <laughs> but, you know, the strolling around town, especially in the centro of the, 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 the town yeah. was like the thing. My family, they tell me all the time that like if you were single, the thing to do was to go to El Centro and just walk in circles around like it was like a big fountain. Yeah. And, and that's how and that's how you found your like partner walking in circles just like. <laughs> yeah, that's what they really used to do. And this is like a like customary like in Europe and in Mexico too back then where it's like. Uh, um yeah if you were single you'd go with your family usually or with another friend and uh, you guys would like walk in circles and you'd run into everybody in town and chat with other family but that was the thing that was like the social yeah. thing and it like it was like at a certain time like early in the morning not too late yeah it was weird it was weird but you do you great grandma you do you right <laughs> So, you know, they were inseparable. And one day her friend asked her, I can teach you how to get powers. And my great grandma wasn't specific about her thoughts, given the tone of her voice. She thought it was like complete bullshit when she heard this. Nevertheless, she humored her friend. She invited my great grandmother over and she gladly accepted, thinking nothing of it. Her friend sat her down and asked very, ser very seriously, ¿Quieres tener poderes? Do you want powers? For our Spanish challenge friends. My great grandmother, still thinking that this was all fake or some kind of act by her by her friend, replied, Yes, of course. This was something she regretted saying. As soon as she said yes, a very large snake started slithering from the ceiling to the wall and towards her. <gasps> and this part reminded me of when I saw the movie Como se dice, The Old Ways. Yeah, and I was like, and I was like thinking in the back of my head, oh my god, 
this is like the story my grandma, my great grandma would say. It's not creepy at all. <laughs> and her friend very seriously told her this. If you want powers, you must give yourself to him. He must lick every inch of you. If I was my my great grandma, I would have been like panicking at this point. Uh, I would have been like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Disgusted and terrified, my great grandmother left her friend's home and never ever talked to her again. She's convinced she came face to face with a bruja. She was trying to make her part of the coven. I am unsure which town or state my grandmother my grandmother's story takes place. As she was originally from Jalisco, but moved to Zacatecas. But we as a family always wondered if she came across una bruja de Zacatecas. Because you know what they say. Las brujas de Zacatecas. Yep. <laughs> and you know what's funny is people always tell me mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, my family is from Zacatecas, but thanks. And then they're like, oh, I didn't mean you. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. They did. They did. <laughs> That's they said it. <laughs> Um, that, that, and then you mentioning old ways reminds me, I watched old ways with my mom when she was visiting, like when it first came out and, um, oh, by the way, if you guys haven't watched or, um, if any of you haven't watched that movie that we're talking about, it's on Netflix. It should still be there. Cause it's, it's a Netflix original, I think. So yeah, it's called the old ways, but, and it's like a, and we've talked about it, but it's like a possession movie and it's, it's a fun watch. Uh, I, I, we, we did already recommend it, but I recommend it again. Anyway, so, um, and also spoilers because I'm going to talk about something from the movie, but I mean, it's the first scene and it's not really a big deal. It's been out for a while now. So <laughs> if you are spoiled by this, it's your fault. No. <laughs> anyway, so, so the movie starts out with like some sort of uh exorcism is what it looks like to me but it's not being done by a father or priest or whatever it's being done by what appears to be a curandera so at some point like a snake comes out of a person being like exercised i don't know if that's the right word but so when that we watched that part my mom said that my abuelita my grandma was somewhere with her mom with my um great grandma like, because my, my great-grandma was, like, big into brujeria. She loved to hire her bruja friends to put curses on people. <laughs> oh, my God. I love and that. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying she was, you know. But that's the level of petty I want to be. Yeah. She was supporting small businesses, you know? <laughs> so, Female-owned businesses, like, okay? Yes. Yeah. Women own small businesses. What, what is, there's nothing better than that. No. So, <laughs> but at the same time, then, you know, people knew and then she always suspected that maybe not always, but she, once in a while she suspected someone had put a curse on her. And when this happened, she would go to her bruja friends to, for like a cleansing. And so she went and she saw someone do this to my great grandma, like pull a snake out. And I mean, there is a lot of sleight of hand tricks involved in like this kind of stuff sometimes. But either way, as a child, that's something terrifying to see. Like my abuelita was like traumatized. Yeah, I've heard of that, too. I've heard of that happening when you ask a curandera to cure you a lot of the time if you if they think that you are bewitched or cursed or you know hexed whatever 
they do this thing, yeah, with with where they pull like a snake out. And I remember that um, people like would tell my my grandma stories. And my grandma would obviously tell me, and she'd be like, yeah, apparently these people would feel que habían como larga. Uh, I can't even say it. Like lizards inside them, but I think they meant like snakes. Because they could feel oh, like this. What do they say? Lagartijas? Yeah, lagartijas. And then they would be like, they could feel like their tails moving inside their stomachs. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, no, oh, no. I was like, that's so gross. But yeah, a lot of people that, you know, who, who, you know, they believe that they've been cursed or hexed or whatever. They feel like this, either this lizard or there's this snake inside of them. Just crawling like, like almost like in their stomach or intestines. I don't even know. I don't want to know. I don't want to experience this, you know, but I hear that a lot. And I hear like a lot of curanderas do pull these things out. And if you believe in that, that's scary because I'd be like, oh, my God, I hope I don't get hexed. And then I have a snake inside me. Right. Ooh, terrifying. But yeah, she she like saw this happen. And and I mean, again, there is people that do like pretend to do this kind of stuff do do sleight of hand tricks where they make this look like it's happening so that is a possibility with a lot of this stuff but either way i don't want to see it (laughs) yeah i don't want to see it either and i don't want to experience it myself like no thank you yeah Mm -mm. um so my my story this is a true crime case that i had never heard about it involves uh brujeria and well murder so yeah trigger warning for murder as well as physical and sexual abuse. So keep that in mind. If that's not what you want to hear, then just skip this part. But this is the uh, case of Alma Clotilde Grand Perez. And she's more commonly known as La Bruja Cleo. And there was one newspaper that referred to her as La Doncella de Satanás. Satan's maid, that's what that translates to. And yeah, like I said, it's from uh, Honduras where it happened. Um, and I've never heard of this. So have you? I'm assuming not. No, either. no, I've never heard okay. of this. So uh, Alma Clotilde Grand Perez was born in French Harbor, uh, Roatan, which I didn't even know was a place. And I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> it's an island in the West Caribbean. It's 35 miles north of Honduras. I had no idea either. Right, and it's what they call, it's part of the Bay Islands of Honduras, and I just didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> News to me, so we're on the same boat here. Okay, we we can both be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> just some little info on this little island. It has a population of 115,000 people, so it's tiny, and it mainly compri- it's mainly comprised of low-income native Afro-Caribbean people. And then, obviously, your mixed race, Spanish slash, you know, indigenous people. And then just what other people call expats that I would just call, like, undocumented people living in the, <laughs> living in this little island. Because that's what expats are. <laughs> anyway. But they just came up with that word because it's better than illegal immigrant, which is what they refer to everyone else as, right? That's a That's a different issue. <laughs> But it and it mainly relies on tourism as a for its economy. And I, I looked at pictures of it and it honestly like the beaches look beautiful, so I could see why it's become reliant on tourism. 
well, out of necessity, right? And so um, that's where she was born. And she was born and nobody, nothing, none of the sources mentioned her date of birth. But I'm just guessing here because some some sources said she was 61 or 63. So I'm, I just went with 63. And so that would make her date of birth 1958. Uh, but it's unknown or not verified. So her father was Robinson Grand. And her mother's name is not known. Together, they had eight children, and Alma uh, Cleotilde was the oldest. The family was low income, and Robinson Grand was an, an abusive alcoholic. He abused uh, Cleotilde's mother, and when Cleotilde was six or seven, her mother abandoned the family, leaving Cleo to care for her siblings. Once her mother left, Clotilde's father began physically and sexually abusing her. Some sources stated that her father remarried and that her stepmother was also abusive, although this only seemed to be said in one place, so I don't know how true that is, which is, I mean, it's an old case and it's from like a different, from Honduras, so a lot of this is like not verified, <laughs> only parts of it are. So at age nine, her father sold her, but Cleo returned home. He did this four times, and every time she returned home. One source is called Perfil Criminal. It's a podcast in Spanish and a YouTube channel. They, and they were the only place that said this, but so I don't know again how verifiable it is. The She said that at age 11, Clotilde fell in love with an older boy and they had sex. Terrified that her father would discover this and so she murdered the boy and this was her first victim. However, again, I cannot find that information anywhere else so I'm not sure on its accuracy. But if so, that's pretty young. But we have to remember how abused she was as well. Not excusing it, but it does explain some of the behavior, you know? But, and again, I don't know if that's actually true, but that's what they said on that podcast. And uh, yeah, if that is true, that's like, that's super young. Speaking of child murders, this is random, but I was on TikTok the other day on a theology TikTok, I guess you could call it. Apparently, Jesus as a child, when he wouldn't wouldn't like someone, he just dropped him dead. No way. Yes. I swear he did it multiple times. There was like this kid that he didn't like. And as a child, he was just like dropped dead. And he did. Where? Where? Like he is. This is in the Bible. Yeah, this is in the Bible. He would just be like, you're dead now. And they would die. Yeah. And as a child. Oh, my God. Listen, the Bible. I mean, I know a lot of people are like religious, but it is metal AF. Like. Okay, I need you to send me these videos. I, I gotta, I gotta find. find it. I, I'm pretty sure I could find them because I was sending them to like Andrew and stuff. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I, I'm excited to read this. And wow, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay, um, so back to Cleo. As a young adult, and the age this happened in is not specified either. Cleotilde fell in love with an older man. And uh, they had a child together, but but ap- apparently he gave her HIV, and this contributed to her hatred of men. She has another child at some point, but 
I've, it's unclear if it's with the same partner or not. Some sources said it was the same person. Other sources said it was a different man. So I don't know. But it is verified that her uh, partner that she like absolutely was in love with gave her knowingly gave her HIV. And this was said to have contributed to her hatred of men. Older men, because he was older. Mm. That paired with her abusive father. So, uh, at some point, Cleo leaves Roatan and she goes to Belize. And it's not clear if she just took off and abandoned her children, like her own mother. That's what it seems like. Because later her children don't, like, talk to her at all. That might also have to do with the fact she murdered people, but... (laughs) Oh. Why am I laughing? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the awkwardness of it all. I don't know. So I think she abandoned her children and left to Belize. And in Belize, she was said to have learned brujería and partake in orgies, satanic rituals, use drugs. So she was partying, basically. <laughs> she was having a good time. <laughs> so... Then she moves to, uh, after leaving Belize, she then moves to El Porvenir, Atlantida, Honduras. She has a little shop there. It's her shop slash home. And uh, people there seek her brujeria uh, services. Uh, so she, you know, makes up little spells for them. Uh, uh, if they're cursed, she can get rid of that curse or, you know, put curses on people. That's what she did. And maybe other things, I don't know, about anything else. But in 1998, a man, a salesman from Guatemala, his name was Tiburcio Lopez. He went missing. And um, so he would travel and sell his merchandise from Guatemala to Honduras to El Salvador. That was his job. And he, uh, Cleo, Clotilde, was one of his, what do you call, customers, clients? I don't know. Same, Same thing, right? And so uh, he went missing and the family went to the police and they mentioned that the only place he was going to go to that day or recently, like the last they heard of him was before he went to Cleotilde's shop. So police went to investigate. And so he went undercover as one of her clients in need of services. And uh, when he does this, they notice like a rotting smell. And maybe people think it's not, maybe people think it's normal because it's a witchcraft shop, you know? Um, But this was something a lot of people said, that it was like, it smelled really bad in there, and he smelled it too. And so they start looking around, and they discover the body of Tiburcio Lopez. And it said, because this was all in Spanish, and I translated it, it said that he was found in El Fogón, and I was like, what is that? Google says it's a stove, but I think it's a furnace. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Fogon. Furnace. Yeah, right? fogon. Yeah, Google Google had stove and but then I continued to Google and then I asked my dad and he told me it was a furnace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know how it is like in a lot of like especially when it comes to Spanish speaking countries, we could all use the same word for different things. Yeah. But I'm going to go with furnace. <laughs> It's bigger than a stove, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so they that's where they discovered him. And then 
They also found his merchandise that he had with him in her shop. And during this investigation, two more men were found dead in Clotilde's house. One of them was identified as Jose Cabrera, and he was found underneath Matas de Platano. And I, I was like, what is that? And is it just bananas or is it banana plants? Maybe like, um, I know with banana plants, you have to chop them up and take the whole thing, like the whole top, or else they won't grow oh. any more bananas. So I think it's that. I could be wrong. Okay, let's go with that because I don't know. <laughs> And and he was underneath all of that next to her room where she slept. Oh. And <laughs> yeah. And then the third man, his identity remains a mystery. I couldn't find his name anywhere. So do her motives. They're not really explained. Like some said it's because she hated men. I and the other podcast I was listening to for this, Perfil Criminal, she mentions that these men tried to shorthand her, like, whatever was owed, that they were seeking her services. But in newspaper articles, the first man, Tiburcio Lopez, salesman, he wasn't looking for her services. So that's why I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what that podcast said, that it's because they wanted to give her less money, and that's why she got mad and killed them. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know her motives. Her motives really remain like a mystery. What what in later interviews she would say like she was just evil and she was a bruja and that's why she did it. Converts to Jesus after. But I don't know. So she's she's arrested, tried, and sentenced to seventy years in prison. After twenty three years behind bars, she died. She was sick, so she died in the hospital. It was said that not a single person went to visit her, no family members, and it took like six days for someone to claim her and bury her. This was said to be her brother, and she died on November 10th, uh, 2021, at the age of 63. There was some, <laughs> some newspapers uh, articles said that she practiced brujería in prison for like a while, but then she was treated horribly. By everyone there and then that's when she converted to Christianity and there's even pictures of her like holding the Bible and that she asked for forgiveness and all you know all that stuff that everyone does after they're in jail for a while <laughs> that is so true yeah they always find Jesus after <laughs> after but yeah that is the case of and there was not a lot of details so not that I like to provide gory details because you know but there was just not a lot of details on like the time span of who she, who was murdered when or how like none of that's there. I did see one other article uh, article that says she she put human meat in tamales. I that didn't I think that was a lie. That wasn't like mentioned anywhere else except this blog. So yeah, when it's like not mentioned anywhere else, it's usually like hmm, did she though? Yeah, exactly. So that's why I was like, I don't know if she was really giving people human tamales. But yeah, that is, that is her story. That's a good one. Yeah. No, I mean, not to say, like, that's a good one about a crime case, but I just hadn't heard of it. So I was like, ooh, this is cool. <laughs> I never heard of that either. I'm pretty sure there's, like, and I also feel like they use, like, bruja to villainize her. I mean, she was already a bad person. 
I agree. I agree. But you know, like to use like the oh, it's the witchcraft. I'm like, mm. she'd be a horrible person without it too. And not to like say that anybody who practices is a bad person. I'm just saying she's just she was just evil. Yes, exactly. Um, that's and yeah, but I do think that. I agree that that they use that to villainize her even more. And she was she's also well was because she's deceased now, but she was a black woman. Uh, So that was probably another thing that villainized her, which is I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I should mention it or not, but but yeah, Um, so she was it's on brand for Latin America to do that shit, though. Sure. Yeah. Um, And they branded her like a Honduras first serial killer. Uh, well, woman serial killer. But how many people do you have to kill to be considered a serial killer is my question. Let's Google this. Hold on. Oh, my uh, FBI agents uh, that spies on me is like, why is she Googling this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. It popped up. Okay, let's see. Um, At least two people in separate events at different times. I know that, what was the saying? That, like, we, how many active uh, serial killers are there at a time? Oh, I don't know that that's true anymore. I mean, like, there's so many cameras and so many different ways to spy on people. In fact, there was just a huge article, not article, study leaked about ICE. And ICE is spying uh-huh. on everyone. Oh, they've been Yeah, but it's like people didn't know, like, the extent of it. Oh. They have, okay. ICE has created a surveillance system that can be used to spy on every and any American. Studies called American Dragnet Data-Driven Deportation in the 21st Century. So they they say uh, ICE has built its dragnet surveillance system by crossing legal and ethical lines, leveraging the trust that people um, place. Oh, yeah. Leveraging the trust that people place in state agencies and, and essential service providers and exploiting the vulnerability of people who volunteer their information. You reunite with their families. That was also like one thing too. like remember with ID.me. Uh-huh. How how do we know they're not like mapping people's faces and social and I mean they are clearly but like they even need to they already have everyone's face like no but like that thing was like I'm like oh my god that's like some like map let's map every single like little pore yeah. on your face type stuff I was like that's creepy and that's the thing like about all these conspiracy theories is that like no the government's not trying to get Becky or Joe from rural town, blah, blah, blah. No, these things are being created for the most marginalized yeah. communities. Like, this is who is being affected. Any conspiracy theory that turned out to be true, who is really affected it's by it? It's always POC and minorities. Uh-huh. Yep. And so this is why QAnon and all that shit is even dumber to me, because, like, they don't that's not what they're they don't give a shit they're about not their them. target and yeah. then on top of that they also pass a lot of laws where they're doing it to themselves mm-hmm. like or they support organizations like ice and i'm like you're doing it to yourself bro like 
Yeah. Oh, here, let me let me read you this this thread. Are you are you ready for this? I retweeted it, so you might have seen it already. Um, so they did two years of research on thousands of records about ICE surveillance, right? ICE has used face recognition to scan the driver's license of one in three adults in the United States. And that is why a lot of states, you know how states were like super anti-immigrants getting licenses? And then suddenly some states were like, immigrants can now get, or undocumented people can now get licenses. Um, that's so they, they could have their pictures and all their information, right? So they, ICE can access the driver license data of every three, or sorry, of three or four adults. Wow. Uh, so that's, that's a lot already, right? Three, three out of four. And then to like, adults. they're like, oh, not us Americans. I'm like, uh, didn't Snowden blow the whistle that yeah to everybody? And y'all still, uh-huh. like, support stuff like ICE that's using this crazy-ass technology. ID.me. And then on top of that, it's like, you're not... Hold on, hold on. There's more. <laughs> so There's always more. ICE, yeah, ICE has combed entire state's DMV databases in secret without warrants to deport people. ICE can use electricity, water, gas, and internet records to locate three out of four adults. That's 75% of adults, right? Like, (laughs) oh my god. Okay, so um, ICE went to a data broker to buy these records in bulk. So they have the names and addresses of 218 million people that they purchased. And they've poured millions and millions of dollars into building this uh, surveillance system. Since the year 2008, they went from $70 million million to $400 400 million per year on this system. You know, this also reminds me of that one um, spyware. Yeah, but this is worse. Oh, yeah, that is worse. But I was like Pegasus. Was it Pegasus? I think it was Pegasus. Yeah. Because, like, ICE was already doing... ICE didn't even need Pegasus. That's probably That's why true. it wasn't purchased in the United States. <laughs> that they don't is need true. it. So, um, here's another... Hold on. Uh, across 13 years of spending, ICE and DHS routinely failed to describe what they were purchasing accurately. So, they mislabeled things like office furniture, medical health services. But this was really being used on this system. So they spent at least $389 million, aside from this system already, on uh, wiretapping tools. I mean, that's really, it's just insane. And it goes on and on. And as the years oh, go Oh, Congress by... didn't even know what ICE was doing. <gasps> um, It took Congress over a decade to learn that ICE was using face recognition to search through entire states' populations Wait, how... of drivers. How is any of this legal? I don't think it is. Well, how how are they not shut down? They're ready to shut down all kinds of organizations over some other bullshit. They're fucking ready to shut down kids' meal programs over one person out of millions of fucking scamming the system, quote-unquote. But they have this all out in the open, and they don't do shit. Yeah. And if anyone wants to read, it's from the... um. Georgetown Privacy, that's the Twitter account, but also you can look at the report, which I've already said the title of. But yeah, they uh 
people are like, uh, oh, but these Chinese apps are stealing our privacy. Like, no, they don't need them. They don't need it. They <laughs> they have this. They have this. And on top of that, like, like as as long as you have a social, you're trapped. Yeah, but even all this is like. No, that's even worse. That's like extra. Yeah, how can anyone go missing with all this shit? Well, I guess because they use it on who they want. That's true. And then to to say for people, like, oh, this is not how it works. I'm like, depending on how you vote or depending on your stance on certain political views, they can use this against you. Yeah, like it's not yeah. just it's not just for immigrants. It's it, I mean for you know it's for immigrants first, but once it's for they immigrants have it first, down, but then they're gonna use it for everybody else. Everyday Joe, it's like either you do and behave well, or else we're gonna like do all this thing. We have all this information on you, or like political activists. I mean, have you have you ever looked into how many people mysteriously died after Ferguson? No. Mm, I'm going to send you some links. <laughs> send send them, send them. I'm already I will. like I'm already appalled and I haven't even read anything. Oh, yeah. I will But I know I feel. like I could I could feel like the the like the future negativity feelings that I'm going to have. Yes. <laughs> um but back to brujeria. <laughs> I don't know how we started talking about ice, but I'm sorry know. for that diversion, but it was it was important. <laughs> yeah, it was. But while myths, legends, and stories about brujas are fun to read about, witchcraft has been used by colonizers to further oppress and murder marginalized groups and villainize them. So we often hear about the Salem trials or people saying, we are the daughters of the witches you didn't burn. When in reality, the most likely scenario is that their ancestors were actually the ones doing the burning. <laughs> Oh yes! Every time I see that, like especially white women, no, sweetie, exactly. no, sweetie, your great 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 grandfather was the murderer, he killed those women. Yeah, exactly. And we in school, right? We hear about the Salem trials so much, and about like because of the book, the Crucible, and all this shit. But we don't hear about the mexican americans that were lynched for brujeria in 1880 in collin county texas right so in 1880 a mob in texas collin county texas accused a mexican-american teenager maria ines and her mother refugio ramirez of bewitching their neighbors and they the mob had them and the father they burned this family to death over brujeria and in 1895, in East Texas, a black woman named Luz... Why can't I say the state? Louisiana Fisher was dismembered by a mob after being accused of witchcraft. And these are just two cases of many. But more often than not, uh, African mixed race people back then, or just like black black Americans, uh, mixed race, and then back then Mexican Americans were all accused of witchcraft and like either lynched or burned it's not shocking at all it's disappointing um especially when it it, you know if you come to think about it it is a religion and the united states is always claiming like religious freedom and it's like but is it though it's religious freedom 
if you're a Christian. Uh, yes, exactly. And not for anyone else. Because those, those li- lynchings should have been illegal just on the basis of religious freedom. Yeah, but that's the thing that half the time these people weren't even practicing witchcraft. No, I mean, but the label of even Lucidia, if they were, even if yeah, they even were. if they were, but they weren't. People were being accused of Rujeria or witchcraft. And they did that a lot to seize land. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot. Like, whenever it's a woman and it's, I guess, some a woman that people don't like, the witch accusations always gets popped up. Always. Yeah. And it's like, sir, if she was a witch, don't you think you should be careful with how you speak? I mean, think about it. Right. If, if she was really a witch, she'd better watch that mouth of yours. But uh, but all that to say that, like, brujería isn't inherently evil. And it was it is still something that is used to oppress people, to accuse them of brujería. And I mentioned this in our other brujas episode. And there's like a re- that there's like a retaking of the word. But then then you have this like other problematic thing going on where people that aren't entitled to partake in brujeria are doing it you know i see it a lot on tiktok yeah so yeah i don't know it, uh, there's like appropriate ways to learn about it and then like an appropriate ways to learn about it you know so just all that to say it's not evil inherently people all kinds of people do bad things but it is uh, something that has been used to oppress people, especially black and indigenous people. So, yeah. If you've made it this far, thanks for listening, because we did go a little off <laughs> earlier. Yeah, we went on a little educational tour. <laughs> yes, that is, you know what, that's what we should call all, like, rants. <laughs> we went on a side quest. We did go on a side quest. It is a side quest, but it's also very important because these these things haven't changed much. I guess the, the form of accusation, the form of oppression does change in the way that they do it. But same fucking problems we've been having for hundreds of years. Yes, exactly. But yeah, that is the end of our episode. And um, do you have any spooky recommendations? Um, again, the same show that I watch every, <laughs> uh, Paranormal Con on Camera. Like, I was, like, freaked out. I'm, like, on episode, the, the latest episode, which is season five, episode seven. And that one actually scared me. Like. Where do you watch it? It's on, oh, it's on Hulu. It, yeah, I know, it's on Hulu. I have Hulu. Perfect. Okay. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I sent you a, a, a clip. Well, not even a clip. Yes. That one was pretty, you know, that was in episode six. Episode seven, I got legit scared. Granted, I was, I'm in my room, it's dark, and I was like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> my spooky recommendation is this movie I just watched. It's called The Twin on Shudder. <laughs> As a twin, <laughs> I had to watch it. You know, it was a, it was necessary. So, so the movie, it's, uh, yeah, it's called The Twin, it's on Shudder, and it's a horror thriller, um, and yeah, so the, the short-ass synopsis is a, a mother who needs to confront the unbearable truth about her surviving twin son. Dun-dun-dun. But yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> um, 
be careful who you call a bruja or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, like I said, I think that's valid because if they really are one, the last thing you want to do is be running your mouth. Exactly. If I had the ability to put a curse on someone, I would. No. No, I really wouldn't. Um, It scares me. <laughs> <laughs> that it could just like come back to me um, just because like a karma or something. <laughs> yeah thanks for listening and uh stay spooky we'll catch everyone next time bye bye thank you so much for our spooky supporting us on patreon monica winston modesto cynthia perla jesenia Kristen, dalia mariela rene iris ghost train and madtown charity a Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina. If you're looking for more ways to support the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Tales. You'll get access to bonus episodes, exclusive stickers and merch, and special thank yous. You can also buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Tales. And you can also buy some merch. Go to spookytales.com slash store and you can see new shirts, hats, and I'm always making new designs to add to the store. And the best way to support, of course, is to just listen to the episodes and tell a friend about us. Thanks for listening. Stay as spooky.